What is involved in living the Christian faith day by day? As we have already seen, the follower of Jesus lays aside the old sinful nature and takes up the new holy nature that is provided through faith in Jesus' redemptive sacrifice. This isn't a one-time activity. This is a daily, even momentary process. In our last study, we heard the call of God for believers to live wisely, understanding the will of God. Today on Drawing Near, God tells us to live filled by the Holy Spirit. So open your Bibles and turn to Ephesians 5, verses 18 through 21, as we study, Be Filled by the Spirit. As we begin today's study, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father in heaven, we give you thanks for this day, for another opportunity to experience your grace and mercy, your love, to live out our faith in Jesus Christ, and to try to do so in such a way that we sense your pleasure. Oh, Father, help us to understand that through faith in Christ it is possible to please you, to know your peace, to know your joy, your presence. Help us today to lay aside any biases that we might understand what it is to be filled by your Holy Spirit. We so often hold on to notions and ideas that we read into your Holy Word, and I think we sometimes miss, maybe often miss, what your Word has for us because we block off your truth with our preconceived ideas. So help us to be a blank slate, to hear your word, to be transformed by the time spent studying your word. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. So in Ephesians chapter 5, verses 18 through 21, we read these words. And do not get drunk with wine, which is debauchery, but be filled by the Spirit, speaking to one another in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, singing and making music in your hearts to the Lord, always giving thanks to God the Father for all things in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, and submitting to one another out of reverence for Christ. As we study the New Testament letters, it is important for us to understand that these are letters. These aren't textbooks. This is not a scientific study. Paul is writing, and he is sharing his heart. He is sharing through the Holy Spirit the commands and instructions of God. And as he does so, there's a fluidity involved. We today look at verses 18 through 21, and yesterday we looked at verses 15 through 17. But these verses go together. In fact, Everything from chapter 1, verse 1, to the end of the letter goes together. The truths are interwoven. They rely on what came before. They lead to what comes after. So to just try to segment the teaching is a very dangerous process. For instance, yesterday we learned, or in our last study we learned, that we are to live wisely and not foolishly, and we are to understand what the will of the Lord is. On the very heels of those words, we have verse 18, and do not get drunk with wine. 
the instruction to not get drunk with wine is intimately connected with do not live foolishly, live wisely. The first thing we can say about drunkenness is this. It is not wise. It is foolish. If we are going to live according to the teaching of God's word, drunkenness needs to be put away. And this is a command. This is not just counsel. This is not advice. God is commanding, do not get drunk with wine. And if drunkenness is a part of your life, stop getting drunk with wine. That's the original language here. And we're told why, which is debauchery. Some translations will translate, which is excess. And what that means is debauchery is the idea that getting drunk dulls your senses, keeps you from living wisely. It's foolish in and of itself, but it keeps you from living wisely and making wise decisions. It opens up the door for all types of excesses, especially sensual, sexual pleasure. There's a reason why drunkenness and sexual immorality seem to go hand in hand, not just in our culture, but in all cultures. And drunkenness, drinking is not a new thing. It's always been around. It was dealt with in the Old Testament. We can see it even in Noah's life after the flood. So as we are seeking to walk in the Lord, we need to understand that drunkenness is forbidden. And it results in all kinds of excessive, foolish, sinful behaviors. But in verse 18, we're not only given this negative command of do not get drunk with wine, but we're also given the positive command. And the emphasis is on this command, but be filled by the Spirit. We are told in the previous passage that we are to understand what the will of God is. We are not only to walk in wisdom, understanding what the will of God is, but we are to be filled by the Spirit. Now, some translations will say be filled with the Spirit, and I'm not going to argue the grammar here, but believers are already indwelled by the Spirit, and we are not sometimes more indwelled and other times less indwelled. I like the language here, the emphasis of be filled by the Spirit. In other words, the Holy Spirit is to fill us with all of the spiritual tools, knowledge, resources, power that is necessary for us to live wisely. Living wisely in Christ is laying aside drunkenness and the excesses that are associated with sinful living and being filled with the Spirit. And notice what it says in verse 19. As we are being filled by the Spirit, rather than being given over to foolish, sinful, destructive, excessive behavior and all kinds of sensual pleasures, verse 19 says the result is to be speaking to one another in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. We are to be speaking, as we've already learned in Ephesians, in a gracious way, in an edifying, uplifting, encouraging, strengthening way with one another. 
rather than cursing and being coarse and being lewd, we are to be holy in our speech. And I wonder how often our speech is salted with psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. Those praises that glorify and lift up and magnify the work of God and the Lord Jesus Christ in this world and in our lives. When we are filled by the Spirit, one of the evidences is that we speak the words of God, the praises of God, our declarations of glory to God. We speak to one another in these holy spiritual words. And we sing, making music, melody in our hearts to the Lord. Being filled by the Spirit results in praise. The music that fills our hearts day by day should fill our worship services every time we collectively come together. And we don't just simply go through the motions of singing, but rather we sing and make music in our hearts to the Lord. Verse 20 tells us, being filled by the Spirit, always giving thanks to God, the Father, for all things in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. The believer who is seeking to live wisely, laying aside foolishness, who lays aside those things that water down our spiritual lives, that result in excesses, but are rather filled by the Holy Spirit, those people are characterized by recognizing and giving thanks to God the Father for everything in their life. And they do this in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, because they recognize that it's only through Jesus Christ that we have access to God and peace with God. It's only through Jesus Christ that our eyes have been opened and we've come out of darkness and into the light. And we can see all of the things that God has blessed us with. It is only through Jesus Christ and his sacrificial atoning work on the cross that we come out of death and into life. So everything that we do in praise and worship to God the Father is done in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ because we have no access to God the Father through any other name. There is no other name given by which men must be saved. Verse 21 says, submitting to one another out of reverence. Now, this being filled by the Spirit results in a different type of speaking. It results in worship in our own hearts. It results in our giving thanks to God the Father but not only in our words and in our worship and in our gratitude to God, but being filled by the Spirit results in submitting to one another out of reverence for Christ. Now, we're going to be looking at in the next couple of studies how submitting to one another in the believing community, how that is lived out. But we need to know clearly going in that one of the things that results from being filled by the Spirit is that we submit to one another. We place ourselves under the needs of other people. We are not primarily looking out for ourselves. 
looking out for number one. The Christian faith, when it is lived out in the fullness of the Holy Spirit, is a submitting faith, a serving faith. The first will be last, the last will be first. If we desire to be above, we must place ourselves below. Jesus humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Therefore, God has highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name. We need to recognize that following Jesus is following the example of submitting to the needs of those around us. Placing ourselves in subjection to the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and following the example of Christ to submit to one another. We're going to see that in the relationship of wife to husband and husband to wife, children to parents, parents to children, servants or employees to masters or bosses, masters and bosses to their servants slash employees, however you interpret that. We're going to see this in all of these relationships. But we must go into those passages understanding that we are told clearly to live wisely, not foolishly. We are to understand what the will of God is. We are to not get drunk with wine, which leads to further foolishness, but rather be filled by the Spirit. And being filled by the Spirit results in our speaking to one another in a godly way rather than an ungodly way, and singing and making music in our hearts to the Lord in praise and worship, always giving thanks to God the Father for all things in the name of the Lord Jesus, and submitting to one another out of reverence for Christ. Can I say this? We do not submit to one another because they deserve it or they're worthy of it. We submit to one another out of reverence for Jesus. If we revere, if we honor, if we care for Jesus Christ and all that he has done for us, then we follow his example in submitting to one another. Jesus submitted himself to us by dying on the cross for our sins. Our need for salvation and forgiveness required his sacrifice, his service. We are not worthy of that. Yet he did that, honoring the Father and submitting to the Father for our needs. Out of reverence for Christ, we are to submit to one another. Father in heaven, we thank you for your word. We thank you for your instruction. I thank you that it is so pointed, clear, hard-hitting. I need that. And I ask, Father, that you will help us as we seek to understand these truths, your words, to be more like Jesus, to lay aside drunkenness and foolishness and sensual excesses, and to take up wise living, understanding what your will is for us. That having been indwelled by your Holy Spirit, that we would be filled by your Holy Spirit for all spiritual service to you. And that those evidences of the Spirit's filling us would be the way we talk to one another, the way we think and worship in our own hearts and lives, the way we 
treat one another and submit to one another? The gratitude of our very hearts and lives. Father, help us to understand. Help us to see. Help the light to continue to get brighter and brighter in our own hearts and our own minds. Give us clarity. And as we press on, help us to lay aside all of those things that keep us from just forging ahead in our faith in all of these relationships. Prepare us even now for what comes next. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Thank you for studying with us today. You can subscribe to these podcasts on Apple iTunes, Google Play, or the Facebook page Drawing Near. Drawing Near is a ministry of FBC Tip City, provided with the hope that we will draw near to God and He will draw near to us.